0: Hey everyone, Mike here with the Deep Dive Wholesale uh, with Hilco Homes, and I've got with me Ian Jackson. He's one of the acquisition partners of Hilco Homes. (laughs) guys thanks for tuning in to another podcast episode uh, by hilco homes and like i mentioned i have ian with us and this is ian's uh, second podcast episode with us Uh, last time he was on the podcast we actually did it as a facebook live and um, we live streamed and talked about the subject of being a licensed uh, uh, realtor and a wholesaler and the benefits and you know, pros and cons and how that works out. But uh, today, um, I want to highlight Ian himself. We're going to talk a little bit about Ian's story and how he came to real estate and ended up here at Hillco Homes. So Ian, um, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you know where you're from and what kinds of things you like to do outside of real estate. <laughs>
1: Well, hey everybody, this is Ian Jackson here, Acquisitions Partner with Hilco Homes. I'm also a licensed realtor with the listing firm. I've uh, been a realtor for about four years now, come June, um, and I kind of just stumbled into real estate, to be honest with you. I had some... Uh, some friends of mine that were doing it pretty successful, doing some investing a little bit, but they were primary uh, agents and listings were, were their specialties. So, okay. hence the name of the uh, listing firm as the brokerage. Um, <laughs> it's
0: kind of a generic all around name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. So,
1: And a lot of people have the misconceptions that we're not full service, you know, that we don't represent buyers and things like that because we do primarily focus on listings, but, uh, that being said, our brokerage is very investor friendly. So we are a discount brokerage. So we offer investors to, uh, savings on their listing commissions on their flips and things like that.
0: So, uh, I'll, I'll interrupt you there because, um, I've heard of that, but I don't know very much about it. And I'm sure there's people in the audience that would, uh, would benefit from an explanation. Could you go into a little bit of more detail about what a discount brokerage is? What, right. What so, that, how that works?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, in a typical real estate transaction, you have both the buyer side and the seller side, and there's agents that represent the buyer, both the buyer and seller. Uh, typical transactions commission is about six percent in commission usually. Sure. With three percent going to the listing agent, three percent going to the buyer agent. Well, what we do at the listing firm is we actually list for one percent. Okay. Uh, so we save you that additional 2%, which could actually be a benefit, not only just by putting more money back in your pocket, but sometimes in the negotiation, you may have some uh, concessions that the buyer may be asking for. That 2% can kind of help give you that buffer without affecting your bottom line. So right, right. that's been the benefit that most investors see from that, just being able to have a little bit more capital and reserve to be okay. able to you know handle the transaction or even just put back in their pocket at the end. So
0: Okay, good to yeah. know. Good to know. So sorry for interrupting you. You you can continue. continue. No no problem at all.
1: (laughs) So uh, like I was saying, I've I've been with the uh, listing firm. It'll be four years in June. And we have a primary emphasis on working with investors. So we are uh, very investor friendly. Um, And that's actually how I ended up uh, being here at Hillco. Well, just to give you a little bit more background on me prior to getting into real estate, I had a customer service background. I uh, worked at Home Depot for several years. Okay. Uh, I was also a call center supervisor for a mobile x-ray company. Uh, so okay. that gives me a little bit more experience with being on phones and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, it's cool to have some of your past and previous work experience be applicable when you're doing what your passion is going forward. So it's right. kind of like the school of hard knocks, if you will, learn those skills, doing something you might've hated for a little while, but now you're able to put them into something, towards something you love. So Right, right. Uh, but that being said, I ended up here at... Hillco because I was watching some of uh, Marco's videos about wholesaling and and things like that. And working with investors, I'm always getting asked about discounted properties, off-market properties. So I just really wanted to learn more of the acquisition side of it and the benefits of wholesaling because there's always a misconception with realtors that wholesaling is illegal. Uh, because they feel like you're brokering and you know keep in mind that it is probably some gray area but it's left to interpretation and I think they've kind of worked out some Common ground in the middle to where as long as you're advertising that you're offering equ- equitable interest or the contract right. for sale versus the property, then you're not acting as a uh, licensed broker and you won't be uh, liable going forward in that regard. Right.
0: So just to just to expand on that a little bit for the the listening audience, um, what Ian's talking about is. Um, the, uh, I guess it's a, really, it's a, a bad rap that wholesalers get typically from people who are new to the business and haven't yet learned, uh, the nomenclature, you know, essentially that's, that's what it comes down to yeah. because when you are advertising, uh, wholesale deals, you know, we refer to them generally as deals because that's how investors are going to see them. But the truth is, um, as a wholesaler, we don't work with, you know, quote unquote properties, because what we do is we get the property under contract, then we sell the contract to the investor. So we're assigning the equitable interest or the rights of that contract to purchase a property. So we, in effect, are not legally working with property at all. Yeah. We're dealing entirely in contracts. Um, so that's why there's that gray area. And, you know, it's important to distinguish that because. In your marketing, for any of you who are listening that are new wholesalers, it is critical that you say that you are selling the equitable interest in a contract for XYZ address property, you know? Otherwise, if you are associated to any licensed realtor or brokerage, um, you could get in a lot of trouble with that. You know, you can, that's, that's a TREC violation. Absolutely. Uh, well, TREC, for those of you who are not in the state of Texas, and for those of you who are listening um, outside of the country, um, every state has different regulations. And in the state of Texas, there's the Texas Real Estate uh, um, Commission, and that's what TREC stands for, T-R-E-C. Um, so Trek monitors and, uh, regulates these activities. So in the state of Texas, that's, that would be a violation. And, uh, if you are associated with anybody who is licensed, that could jeopardize their license. If you're licensed, that could mean you would lose your license. Um, because, uh, as a realtor or a broker, you are representing either the buyer, the seller, or both in the transaction of selling real estate. But as a wholesaler, you are only uh, involved in the transaction of the contract yes. related to real estate. So that's a, a very important distinction for those of you who are, are new and you're learning the, uh, the ins and outs of wholesaling. And for those of you who are our international listeners, um, that's also important to understand because uh, if you're looking to purchase a property and you see a wholesale contract, um, it's. It would be uh, important for you on your due diligence to know if that person is working with a realtor or not, uh, or if they themselves are a realtor. Because if those, if that information is not being disclosed to you, and that transparency isn't there, it's probably not a company you want to work with.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and we are as a, a license holder in the state of Texas. Excuse me. Uh, we are obligated to disclose that on any transaction that we are purchasing or acquiring for ourselves. Uh, or anything that we are affiliated with right. as far as if we are representing a uh, or a uh, member of that particular company or entity that is purchasing that contract that would need to be disclosed as well. And the TREC form uh, for the, the one to four family contract actually has a, I believe it's paragraph four of the contract, has a uh, licensee disclaimer uh, on the front page of the contract. So those of you who are in Texas who are uh, working with a licensed agent or a licensed agent who's looking to wholesale. Mm-hmm. Make sure uh, that you do disclose in that transaction if you are taking it down yourself that you are a licensee or it could put, potentially put your license in jeopardy. So,
0: yeah, and just to add real quick to that, um, uh, uh, the regulations vary from state to state. Yes. Um, I know it's a little more difficult in the state of New York uh, to do wholesale transactions. Um, To learn a little bit more about that, check out the episode I did with Hernando talking about the differences in real estate in between Texas and New York. Uh, He's had tons of experience. He's originally from New York, uh, so he can speak to that uh, quite well. Uh, Definitely check out that episode that we recorded. Um, I know it was maybe 10 episodes ago or something. Um, but another thing I wanted to throw in is, again, because every state is different, um, there are actually some states that do not allow wholesaling. Yes. So I believe the state of Ohio actually made it official as of last year um, that it is illegal to wholesale uh, yeah. uh, properties in, in that state. Yeah. So if you ever see a contract for a, a property right. out of Ohio, mm-hmm. um, you probably want to stay away from it. Yeah, <laughs> try to wholesale it, definitely. So. Right. Okay, so... Um, you were uh, learning from people that you knew about real estate. Got into uh, getting your license, and you got that around what you said four years ago. Yes, two
1: thousand fifteen. So okay, yeah.
0: and <clears throat> from watching. Uh, Hilco, I'm assuming on Facebook, because yes. that's where they typically post their their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how you connected with Hilco and with Marco and all that stuff, right? Correct.
1: Correct. So uh, they did the, I want to say it was the, one of the very first Deep Dive Wholesale uh, events over at the Geekdom uh, when we were at okay. the, the, the live meeting. seminars? Live seminar. Okay. yes. So uh, I came to one of the first ones, and I actually, how it ended up working out is my investor that I work with called me, and he was like, Hey, I got this deal. Uh, I think it's a really good deal. We we're kind of tied up in some flips, so we're not going to be able to do it. But we don't know anything about wholesaling. Do you potentially have uh, somebody that you might mm. want to that you think might buy the property? And I was like, well, I, you know, I think so. But I will tell you what, I'm actually, you know, already scheduled to go to the deep dive wholesale event. Let me take it up there. I can let you know. I can re- review it real time with them, and they can kind of let us know what the numbers look like and if this is a deal or not. It ended up being a good deal. (laughs) And uh, that's kind of how my connection with Hilco actually started. Okay. Okay. I brought them in a deal that we were able to contract and they, uh, you know, sold to the end buyer. So from there, me and uh, Marco and I just kind of built a relationship via phone and, uh, you know, Facebook and stuff like that. And then he just finally is. You know, gave me an invite to come sit down and and just talk about opportunity here at Hilco. And I did that back in uh, September and then we decided to join, uh, join up in October. Or so ever since then, I've been working on some deals. I've done two contracts so far, had a couple, a lot of misses or near misses, but that's part of the business, man. It's right. just really about your numbers. It's a numbers game. So the more you have going, the more likeliness you will have to get that contract going forward. So, right.
0: It's just consistency and yeah. persistence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about um, your goals in real estate. Now that you're here with Hilco, um, I mean, you work with a lot of investors, and you you do a lot of uh, listing transactions as well outside of wholesaling, um, but. What about you and yourself? Like, are you looking to invest or do you already have a portfolio? Is that something you're you're, no. so, you're thinking about?
1: Absolutely. So that's one of my goals is to begin my portfolio. I'd like to take down my first couple of rental properties this year. Okay. Uh, might have one in the works now. It's, it's still kind of in that, that, you know, phase of negotiating back and forth, trying to get it all locked up. But right, right. Uh, I'm hoping that this would be the first one. And it has a couple of different exit strategies for it as well. So I think it'll be uh, advantageous either way around. If, even if I can't make it my first rental to add to a portfolio, it might be a good hotel deal or flip or something like that. So uh, i excited about that. Uh, but yeah, one of my goals is to add some properties to my portfolio. I'd like to get at least a portfolio of a good 10 rental properties going on. Okay. Uh, my wife is actually, in the nursing business and we've talked okay. about doing uh, a couple of personal care facilities as well. Excellent. Um, so that's definitely, we should 11. definitely
0: have a conversation cause that's something that I have in, uh, in my term horizon awesome. is actually, uh, building, um, the, uh, like small communities, yes. you know, like I basically want to buy a lot, build uh, tiny homes that are all uh, connected by, uh, by a single corridor so that you could have nursing staff, be able to check on everybody, but yeah. everybody has their own technically their own little, little house, house you know, and retirees or people who have disabilities yeah. can can live independently mm-hmm. um in their own in their own little home yeah. uh, but also ha be you know have access to the care that they need yeah. on, site. on site um and that's something that I think is going to be uh more of a trend in the yeah. coming years yeah. as, as the American population continues to age and the fertility rate continues to drop. Absolutely. Um, we're going to be facing a, f- a very similar situation to like what Japan sees with their aging population. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think community uh, living centers like that are going to be more common. Absolutely. Uh, and so, but yeah, let's, let's have a conversation about that. Definitely. Um, and Definitely. Uh, for those of you who are listening, if you're an investor, and that's something that interests you, reach out to us. you know I would love to talk to you more about that and see uh, what we can do uh, development wise or um, even find an existing facility and, and you know update it make yeah. it uh, make it more modern and to, to fit a more adaptable uh, style or standard. Um, and you know for those of you that listen to the podcast regularly you can reach me at Mike mike at hillcohomes.com. Or you can just send us a direct message on Facebook or Instagram uh, on our, on our main pages. Um, so yeah, you want to add a couple of rentals to your portfolio this year. Yeah. Um, any, any other goals, uh, you know, business wise, personal, like what, what, what is it that anybody who's listening might be able to help you accomplish?
1: Oh, just more business. If you got a house to sell, I definitely would love to, uh, add that to my list of goals for this year. (laughs) My goal is to be involved in 50 transactions. Okay. Whether that's, uh, on the wholesale side, taking down as acquisitions, uh, or if that's my own personal properties and even, uh, me representing from an agent side. So my goal for the whole year is 50 transactions. Uh, last year I ended up at around 23, um, and that's just because of the, well, that's not the totality of all of the transactions. That's really just more so what I did as an agent. Um, I think in all, I was closer to 30, like around 29, 30. So I did have a couple okay. of investment deals that I did uh, throughout last year. But uh, this year, I just want to rev it up a little bit more, man, and, and have you know a few more deals that I take down. Um, from the agent side of things, I've already done about 10 transactions for the year. So okay. uh, I've already knocked out that first quarter pretty strong nice uh but i need to get some more investments more wholesale deals uh and definitely like i say add a couple of properties to the portfolio at least get my feet wet from that uh, that side uh so those are definitely what w- my goals that are driving me for this year
0: okay yeah. excellent yeah. so um let's talk a little bit about who Ian is like yeah. we so far all we've seen is the business side who, <laughs> you know what what we're dealing with and you got a property to sell or you got a contract on, yeah. uh, on the table, but, um, you, uh, married, have kids. Yes. Um, what's, um, yeah? my wife's what?
1: name is Kelly. We've been together. We're actually high school sweethearts, Oh, nice. Uh, but we've been together since 2003 off and on, we were doing a long distance relationship. And okay. then finally, 2013, uh, we, Came together and had our son Dylan, who's now five. He'll be six in September, <laughs> and that's that's my life, man. Real estate and them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. they keep me pretty busy. Uh, Dylan is uh, an awesome, awesome young man. He's uh, loves sports, loves Nerf guns, loves <laughs> uh, games. Uh, he's just full of life, full of energy, man. He he keeps me keeps me going. Takes what energy I do have outside of real estate.
0: <laughs> to to drop, so any any plans for another
1: i would well yeah she's definitely sent me the uh <laughs> she, so she loves pinterest right yeah. so uh, she was on pinterest one time and she saw uh, a picture of a little girl that she thought would look like our little girl oh. so
0: i'm uh, sitting at <laughs> so my desk working and dropping and, those and, hints and, huh yeah, <laughs> and I, I
1: see this pop up on my uh in my text message to say what do you think about a girl? So I think that's probably <laughs> in the works within the next year. Or so okay, uh, okay, but I, that's why I'm just trying to hit it hard, man. Get you know, get some more in the pipeline and kind of keep it, keep that momentum going and and, and keep churning. Because hey, miles to feed or miles to feed, you gotta have right. you know, resources to do it. So
0: yeah, and yeah. Uh, running a running a business, uh, being self employed and. Uh, and also having a family, a small yeah. family, you know, especially when you're getting started, you have small kids. That's, that's definitely tough. Yeah. Well, um, we and, see
1: that with Marco and Hilary all the time. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. But. And we were actually talking about that in the, in the last episode that I had a, uh, Alex and Amber, um, you know, talking about, you know, jumping right into, yeah. to having their own real estate business and having two small kids. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that's a kind of a, u- a unique scenario with, uh, with the Hilco homes team, you know, it's, a uh, uh, Marco and Hillary bring little baby Roth here and you know we got we got a couple of people here that have small kids that are all growing their businesses as yeah. well and um, you know I don't have kids yet but it's it's on the horizon you know, it's <laughs> definitely uh, something it's, in 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 the plans it's life-changing yeah very uh, much so life-changing I'm, I'm sure I can, <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> But now, it's great
1: at the same token, man. I wouldn't change it for anything, man. It's 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 been a blessing for me. It's uh definitely motivating, inspiring, and it's just good to have somebody that needs you. It's your it's your why. So, you know, you yeah. gotta get up and get after it. So
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I also heard a rumor, and tell me if this is true or not, that at some time you were a rapper.
1: Yeah, I did that a little way, way back in the day. <laughs> Uh, it was many, many, many moons ago. But, uh, yeah, man, I rapped professionally for, oof, I guess it was about eight years. Yeah. I was in Houston. I moved to Houston from Austin uh, back in 1998. And, okay. And uh, I moved there, and I was kind of like, you know, as far away as I can get without going to L.A. or New York. That was kind of a scene, a happening scene. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, moved there. I was 21, young, dumb, you know. <laughs> ready for whatever the city brought to me, you know. Yeah. uh, Just was, went there with the intent to do music and did it professionally for about eight years. And uh, finally just... Felt like I was too old for, it. <laughs> so I tapped out. So yeah, uh, but it was a great experience, man. I will tell you what, you know, people talk about the pressure of getting on the phone and making cold calls, but when you get on the stage in front of a thousand people and, oh, and yeah. music plays and they don't know any of your words, it's hey, it's time to put up and put out, you know. Yeah, and so, it, uh, it's
0: that, that's a very different dynamic from a lot of other performances because uh, for rap and hip hop performers. Like I mean that's all on you, yeah, like you don't have a backing band yeah. to to kind of save your butt if something yeah. goes wrong, like um like, i like I'm a musician for mm-hmm. I do it as a hobby and you know way back when, especially like in the college and high school you know years um you know i I did do some performances, you know, yeah. got up on stage, played guitar, and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. Um, like if your string on your guitar breaks, like you can at least play it off with the other strings and yeah. then rely on your bandmates to to yeah. carry it until you can switch out guitars or something, you know. Yeah. But you know, when you're up there on your own, uh, that's that's a, a very different dynamic. If you miss a <laughs> lyric,
1: everybody's gonna know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so or whatever the case may be, man. It's uh, it was definitely fun though, it was uh. Great to entertain. Great to see the the response of the people. Get the feedback. I mean, but you know, that's what we were talking earlier about taking some of those past experiences and applying them to real right. estate. I mean, that's that's one of the things that I can always lean back on is my experiences with being in the music business because yeah. uh, you're you're dealing with strangers on a regular basis you're trying to build reports so they can at least take the time to, you know, listen to your stuff if they haven't heard it before. So, I mean, a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of similarities in it, you know, uh, in that regard, as far as just the interaction with people, uh, work ethic, as far as putting in the time and the energy to get in the studio. I mean, there's a lot of similarities to the, the music, grind, sure. to the real yeah. estate. Grind. And, uh, so having that, that experience, uh, and, and, being able to apply that in real time towards uh, real estate now is actually uh, a good pick me up or a, a good thing to kind of lean back on with those experiences because they, they help you grow and they help you kind of stay on track. So. What would you
0: say was like the number one most important skill that you learned in, in that like, period of your life that you're applying right now?
1: Man, just the the really the no fear aspect of it. I mean, when it's time when they call Showtime, they put the mics in your hand and you got to get up there, put up and put out. You know, the mistakes whether you make them or not, there's there's no turning back on that. You know, yeah. so um, being able to, you know, it's kind of the same people the way people have anxiety about public speaking or anything like that. Right. You right. know, it's facing those fears and hitting them head on. So you know, when you think about it from a standpoint of Hearing no from a seller or, you know, getting them irate because you made, you called them too many times. All of those things are things that you kind of just brush off and you just got to stick and focus with the, the yeah. things that are yeah. going to make it happen. So, yeah. Uh, but that's probably one of my biggest takeaways is just the no fear, uh, aspect of it and just being able to get on stage and, and the consistency it takes to really put out the, uh, the content. And some of those things that I'm talking about are things that I need to get back in the speed of things to, uh. Really increase to get to that fifty goal that I want for the year. Um, so this is actually good that we're even talking about this because it's kind of reminding <laughs> me of all those, all those little nuances that you need to take to be successful, and, and especially when it's a because it's very entrepreneurial spirit music the same way real estate. Oh experience. yeah, absolutely. So they're they're really on the same lane, just a little g- different genre of industry. So, uh, but all applicable in the same. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I get that. I mean, yeah. back in. 2011, I believe it is. Um, I started a, a multimedia production company with the intent that I was going to work with musicians. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to produce for, for bands. Right. Uh, and I worked with a couple, mostly heavy metal bands. I did one like acoustic, mm-hmm. uh, like blues rock kind of, uh, uh, mute artist, um, did some work with some Christian bands. Um, but, uh, you know, what I, I picked up from there was that, um, you just have to be adaptable yeah um and and stick to your guns really yeah. because like uh when it comes to sales like you and you alone know your vision yeah. you know and until you can sell that vision to someone else like yeah. you're not going to go anywhere exactly and uh, and that was one thing i had to learn uh not just from cuz like before that i i had experience from the insurance industry yeah. you know and that's that's a tough industry to be in especially because you're selling a product everyone needs but nobody wants to talk about (laughs) and (laughs) and you know that's it's just like a fact of life but then you know you go into like uh, or at least for me i thought having that in my background and then doing music would be easier because you know everybody wants to talk about music yeah but then you have to uh you run into the issue of of different attitudes different mindsets and different visions and you got to learn how to coordinate all of those like i mean if you're dealing with a band that has like six members yeah you know and they and they're all on different pages of what they're supposed to be doing and what the expected result is going to be and then having to teach them to coordinate so that you can guide them in the direction that you're trying to get them to that was a very difficult skill to (laughs) learn (laughs) A a bit But I mean, it's definitely come in handy Uh uh, now in my consulting business because I I deal with organizations and having to coordinate with departments or department heads and having to get all those people on the same page with things and then, you know, coordinate a project or even do project management. I mean, at, at... in the long run it ended up working out yeah
1: Yeah, gotcha gotcha yeah you can always apply what you learned back then to what you're doing now and and what you're doing in the future too so yeah yeah and I, i
0: think if you're if you're not doing that that's that's really uh detrimental to, to your success. You know, right. If you can't incorporate new skills into what you're doing, um, you really haven't grown.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's something that I wish I can kind of rewind the clock back and took advantage of more of that stuff when I was working at Home Depot, <laughs> 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 now being in real estate. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but I still get my hands dirty. That's, that's what I'm looking for one of my first flips to take down and, and really get in there and, and kind of... I guess brush off the cobwebs of what I did know from Home Depot back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah. But I I wasn't in real estate then, so I really just looked at it more of a job versus, uh, sure. you know, anything that would benefit me long term going going forward. But I do remember some of the SKU's numbers, and I do know <laughs> where some of the, the building materials <laughs> and things like that are at. So I don't have that that hiccup when I go into a Home Depot on the weekend, fighting the crowd or something like that. Right. So know exactly where I need to go. <laughs> right.
0: So investment properties for your own portfolio, you said you're looking to do some flips and you're looking to do some uh, rental properties. Yeah. Um, are there any like s- specific criteria that for anybody who's listening, um, if they can help you with uh, a- a- achieving your goals that they could be aware of in case something comes across their table?
1: Absolutely. If you see anything that looks distressed, vacant, uh, you know, even if it's not something that you yourself uh, have any affiliation with... You know, you might just know the seller or you might be the neighbor of the seller or you might know a church member or a co-worker or something like that. Definitely reach out to us and, and let us uh, take a look at the property, maybe we can get them an offer and uh, make it a win-win scenario for everybody involved. We do pay out uh, referral fees on leads. Uh, so that's something to definitely consider uh, that your time will not be in vain uh, for looking for those properties. It could be an extra in- income source for you. Uh, but. I'm looking for distressed properties. I also have other buyers that are looking for distressed properties. So in the event that you run across anything vacant, distressed, definitely reach out to us, whether it's Facebook or you can contact me direct, directly. Uh, I'll put my uh, number in the uh, phone on the links. So I can also give it to you now. You can reach me at 210-664-0289.
0: And what's uh, a good email for you as well?
1: Uh, Ian at hillcohomes.com
0: And that's Ian, E-I-A-N. E-I-A-N right
1: at hillcohomes.com. Perfect. Uh, But yeah, you can just email me the address or send me a text message with the address and say, hey, I heard the podcast. Uh, I think this property might fit what you're looking for and definitely leave me your name and contact information so that way if we are able to close on the property, uh, we can get you some compensation for helping us out on that. So,
0: Awesome. Awesome. And for anybody who listens to the podcast, um, definitely, uh, reach out to us. We want to hear from you. We, if you have questions, uh, we can address them. Um, if you want to hear us talk about a specific topic, let us know too. Uh, we want to hear from you. Um, whether you send us a direct message on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, comment, um, or you can email me directly, Mike, M I K E at Hillcohomes.com. I'm pretty sure I said that a little while ago, uh but there it is again and um you know if you have any deals or you want to work with us uh, to some capacity, let us know. Um you know Ian's looking uh for his own investments. Uh, pretty much everybody at Hilco Homes is an investor that is looking to do some deals. I myself am looking to grow my own uh, uh, portfolio, and you know, I'm in the market for uh, getting a private lender. So, if you have some funds and you want them to work for you, um, you know, I have all the resources in place to make a deal happen. Uh, let me know, we can work together, um, and uh, we are pretty much at our time for today's episode um and i I thank you ian so much because i know you're busy and you took some time to uh, sit down talk to me and and to our our listeners and until next time you guys this is the uh, wholesale deep dive with hilco homes thanks
1: thanks